Welcome back to the Grand Valley Church Podcast, a community of faith in Brandon, Manitoba. We hope this message helps you meet Jesus and grow in faith. Good morning again. Welcome here. I am excited to have you all here and I'm excited to share with you what I will be sharing this morning. We are going to be continuing our series on the spiritual gifts or the supernatural gifts. Our pastor Brian shared on these for a while and then we took a break and then we're delving back in because we really feel that there's some important stuff here that we need to be learning about. This is the first time, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the first time that I am speaking and we have only one (laughs) screen. So I just caught myself looking over there and there was nothing for me to see. We used to have two screens on either side and now we have one behind me. So I'm going to have to get used to that. All right, so last week, Brian shared with us about the power gifts, which is what we're going to be talking about. There is lots of different types of gifts, but we can kind of get awkward about the gifts because they are other. It might be simpler, we think, if Christianity was just a way that we were supposed to live or the words from some guy a long time ago that it could encourage us to live good lives And it would be less messy, and it would be less complicated, and it would be simple. And as Pastor Brian shared last week, Thomas Jefferson, President of the United States, he thought that, and he made his own edited version of the Bible in which he removed all of the miraculous and all of the references to Jesus being divine. And it was just some things that Jesus said. And he had to get pretty serious about his edits in some ways. He'd cut things in the middle of a verse, but he wanted it to be just that. But as we think about the mysterious and who God is, do we want to edit our God? Or do we want to have a real living God who moves in our lives? As we go through this series on the gifts that God has for us, we may sometimes have to put down our previous experiences or preconceptions and ask God who he really is and what he really has for us, including what our spiritual gifts are. Spiritual gifts are a specific ability that is given to all followers of Jesus by the Holy Spirit for the sake of ministering to one another. If you have been here for some of our series, you would have heard about the different types of gifts that there are. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go check out our website, mygrandvalley.ca, and you can listen to all our past messages. So you would be able to catch up that way if you want. But for a quick recap, there are three categories of the spiritual gifts. There's the love gifts, and they're gifts that empower us to reveal God's incredible love for other people things such as guidance, mercy, helps, and giving. Or there's the word gifts, and they're the gifts that reveal who God is, what he desires, and what his plans are. Um, There's strengthening ones, which are encouragement, or a shepherd, or a leader. Or there's proclamation ones, which are teaching, evangelism, or apostleship. And then there are the power gifts, which are the ones that we are going to be starting to go into today. So the power gifts are gifts that reveal God is present with us now and display his supernatural power. These are the gifts that when they're being used, you know that God is real and he's in the room. When Brian shared with us last week 
his message was about that when we are using these, all of the gifts, there needs to be a foundation that we are using them for each other. None of what God gives us is for our own personal advancement. We are created to be community creatures. We are created to be there for each other. And our churches and our spiritual lives are created to be for each other. So I'd like you to keep that in mind as we talk about these today. The first one we are going to talk about is faith. Now when you hear that faith is a spiritual gift in the line of all these other things, it can seem a little confusing because all Christians have faith. Scripture says that without faith it's impossible to please God. And we're also told that by grace we're saved through our faith. But the gift of the spiritual gift of faith is a little different than the gift of faith that we all have that help us to believe in God and trust in him. The spiritual gift of faith is the ability to see something that God wants done and to sustain unwavering confidence that God will do it regardless of seemingly insurmountable obstacles. That's a lot of big words. But faith is a gift to the church because it's not just someone knowing that God can do anything. It's someone having faith that God can do that thing. Nikki shared a scripture this morning about Joshua and how he, it was promised that he would be able to lead God's people into the land that had been promised to them long ago. And Joshua and Caleb were spies at one point who had more faith than any of the other Hebrews at that time. They had originally come to the promised land and they'd sent in 12 spies and 10 of them came back saying, this is too big, this is impossible, this will never happen. And Joshua and Caleb came and they said, this can happen. They had a faith that was above all other circumstances. Now, they didn't believe them, and they ended up wandering the desert for a long time after that. But again, Joshua was involved in a a period of time that required great faith that I think had to have been of God and had to have been a special gift because nothing else would have made sense. The Battle of Jericho was when God's people had come back to the Promised Land. And there was a big city full of big, strong people. And God told them, the wall around this city will come down. You just have to walk around it. Repeatedly. For seven days. And it will come down. If you grew up watching Veggie Tales, as I did, which is a cartoon of vegetables talk about Bible stories, because that's just practical, right? It's not practical. But I always remember these little French peas mocking God's people as they walked around the city, and they would say, keep walking, but it isn't going to fall. Keep walking. And they were just mocking them. And I tried to think of Joshua, the leader of God's people, and how if he had not been given a special measure of faith there, do you think that he would have been able to cling to the fact that 
we are going to beat these people, and all we are going to do is walk around this city, and the wall is going to fall? If he had not been given a special gift of faith, probably the doubters, the mockers, the ones who didn't believe would have gotten to him. But he was given a plan by God, and he was able to follow it because of a special measure of faith. Now, stories from the Old Testament are nice, but sometimes we can feel a little separated from them. Okay, some guy named Joshua, some big wall, it fell. It's very dry and it's on the page. But we have some things in more recent history where we can also see that when people had the gift of faith, big things happen. There was a man by the name of George Mueller who lived in Bristol, England in the 1800s. And what he accomplished, what God accomplished through him, was nothing short of miraculous, nothing short of supernatural. He cared for over 10,000 orphans in his lifetime. And he provided educational opportunities for the orphans to the point that he was accused by some of raising the poor above their natural station in British life. He established 117 schools that offered Christian education to more than 120,000 people. He did not receive any government support for this. And he only accepted unsolicited gifts. He never asked for money. He never asked people for money. He had faith that this is what God had called him to do, and he prayed for the Lord to provide. There is a story of one time where he was sitting at the table. He and all of the orphans are sitting at the table. They had no, nothing to eat. But he prayed, and he thanked God for providing. And there was a knock on the door. And it was the baker, and he brought a whole bunch of bread. And then, that same mealtime, the milkman's van truck had broken down. And so he gave them all the milk. How would that be possible without a gift, a special gift of faith? I am much more of a doubting person. I like security. I like a plan. I like to know what's going to happen. I don't want to invite a whole bunch of orphans into my house and not know how I'm going to feed them. I want a plan. I want committed donors. (laughs) I want to know what's going on. But it is possible, and there are people among us, that God shows them a picture of what he wants to do, and he instills in them the faith that it's going to happen. But it's not all of us. The gift of faith is given to certain people, and it can carry us all if we're willing to embrace it. As I mentioned, I like security a little bit more than that. I would not say I have been given the gift of faith. Circumstances discourage me. Um, I can think of plenty of circumstances that I've gone through that have discouraged me. I can think of plenty of wrong things that have happened that have caused me to doubt. 
I have to go back and evaluate things and evaluate my faith and say, this is causing me to struggle. And I measure it. And I always come to the conclusion that yes, I need to live my life according to this still, even though I have doubts. But my husband is not the same. And I can think of one time in particular where his faith carried us. And we had been through a situation that I found incredibly discouraging. And I was questioning everything. Did I want to continue going to church? Did I believe in what all of these people say they believe? And I mentioned it. And to him, it was a not even a thing. Of course, all this terrible stuff happened. It doesn't affect our faith. And just him being like that, knowing that his faith was not shaken at all, it carried me through that time. And I think that we, that worked out great for me. It's very handy to have someone in my marriage like that. But in the church, we have people who are like that, who have been given a special gift of faith, and they can carry us through. If we listen to them, if we heed them, it is a powerful thing for us. They will help us know that God is here and that he is moving. The gift of faith is when people have an unusual capacity to recognize in a given situation that God intends to do something and to trust God for it until it, he brings it to pass. Now, as I've said already to you, I do not, in general, have the gift of faith. But I do have one time when I know that God gave it to me for a certain circumstance. I will not tell you about this without crying, and it may trigger grief for some of you, and I'm sorry about that, but I do want to share what God did in this moment. Over five years ago, my best friend got to full term with her pregnancy. And then before he was born, her son passed. I was able to be there in the hospital when he was born, and I was able to hold him. And it was difficult. And I said to, as, I said, as I've said to you before, generally, difficult situations cause me to struggle. And yet, in that moment, a verse that had never made sense to me before made sense. In Hebrews 11, the author said that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance for what we do not see. And that scripture never made sense to me before then. And out of the context of that moment, sometimes it still doesn't make sense to me. But I was able to stand there with my friends and with my friend's parents, and say, I have never been more confident of anything before. That I knew that God had a purpose. That I knew that he loved us all, and I knew that he loved this baby. And I had never believed in heaven more than in that moment. And as I said, difficult circumstances, they wreck me normally. 
And this is what I cling to, and this is still something that carries me through, and I have, I know that it was a help in that moment as well. Because in difficult circumstances, when we have big tasks ahead of us, not all of us are confident. Not all of us have faith. But there are certain of us, certain, even if it's not in general, sometimes in just a moment, God will give the gift of faith to someone. And it is a blessing to us when we listen to them. Now, there is a downside. People who have been given the gift of faith, especially if it is a regular thing in their life, often get very irritated and frustrated with criticism. They do not understand why any good Christian around them would criticize them and what they are saying because they are so confident and completely assured that God is going to do this thing. They start interpreting criticism of them or people not believing them as criticism of God and they become impatient and angry with Christian friends or Christian family in the church who do not keep up with them. But a gift to the church the gift to our family ceases to be a gift when we expect everyone to be at the same place as us. You should believe this is not nearly as powerful as it's okay, I know you don't see it, but I have faith enough for the both of us. When you are in the midst of doubt, judgment and scrutiny just push you further away. But when someone shares their faith with you, when they are able to share their confidence with you, that has such power. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he talked to them about how God has created us to be a body. And we all have our different roles. And he said, if the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if an ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants wants it. So our challenge is not to feel like there is a perfect, ideal Christian who is going to believe certain things, know certain things, have special knowledge, have all of these things that makes a perfect Christian. There is no perfect Christian. There is a perfect body of Christ, and we are all a part of it. So we need to stop looking at people and thinking, how come you're not like me? How come you're not getting this? Why don't you think this gift is super special and important? It is super special and important, but we're, we all don't look the same. We all have a measure of faith, but some of us have more faith, and it is a blessing. We need to realize not everyone has it, and the rest of us need to realize some people have more, and being around them is beneficial to us. Christianity is not a solitary faith. And the gifts that God gives us, give us, faith and intercession, the next one, talk, next one we're going to talk about, and all of the ones that we are going to talk about in this series, they reinforce that this is not a solitary faith. We don't have it all together unless we are all together.
So, in light of the next one, in intercession. Intercession is a gift that is given to some, and it's a unique gift of prayer. There are lots of different kinds of prayer. There's the communion kind of prayer, where we are spending time with God, and it can be all day, all the time. You can be communing with more with God. There's supplication where you are asking God for things. You're saying, these are my needs. That's a kind of prayer. There's agreement prayer where we're all together and we're agreeing on something. And we're saying, God, please do this. Or there's thanksgiving, which is also very important. And it's thanking God for the things that he has given us. But there's also intercession. And that is when we pray on behalf of other people. Intercessory prayer and the gift of intercession is tied to what is called the priesthood of all believers. Before Jesus came and died on the cross, priests were the only ones that could enter the presence of God. That's not the case anymore. We can all approach God. And we can all stand in the gap for others. We are all called to pray. And we're all called to intercede and pray for others. Moses, who is the leader of God's people, and he brought them out of Egypt and was bringing them to the promised land. After they left Egypt, he was meeting with God for quite a while, and people got bored. And they went to Aaron, who was the second in command, and they said, could you make us a god? And so they made a god, a golden calf, and they proceeded to worship it. God was not pleased. After all he had done, he was a little frustrated. And he said to Moses, he just wanted to start over. Let's just kill them all, set the reset, I'll build my people out of you. Let's do this. And Moses interceded. He said, God, can you forgive them? Or if not, wipe my name out of your book as well. And because Moses interceded on their behalf, God said, I'll forgive them all. I'll wipe their sins. Or there's Jesus who when he was tortured and killed, he prayed, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We are all called to intercede for others. But when it comes to the spiritual gift of intercession, people that have it don't tend to realize it is a spiritual gift and can judge others who don't have it. Have you ever run into someone and asked them how their week was going or how they're doing spiritually? And then they said, oh, I was just really struggling. I was only able to pray for like 30 minutes today. And I just, just having trouble getting in there. And I just, and I was only, you know, an hour that day. And you're just kind of, okay. And then they might ask you how much, you know, how have you been doing? How much have you been praying? And you kind of don't really want to answer because you, 
It's nowhere near there. Oh, well, I said grace. <laughs> I prayed for my food. But there are people who have a special ability to pray for extended periods of time on a regular basis and to see frequent and specific answers to prayer to agree that is greater than the average of a C. This isn't unfair. This is the way that we are made. We all have different gifts. And they fit in together. And there are some of us who have a gift to pray. There are different ways that it shows up. There are some people who love to intercede with lists. Do you know anyone who loves to have a list of things to pray for? They either keep it in a journal or they're asking for it frequently and they just love, like they'll have 400 names and they will happily pray through them all and lift them up to God and pray for their situations and it bring they're alive when they do it. Or there's the crisis intercenter intercessors and the Holy Spirit prompts them at certain times and says pray about this now or these there's the assignment intercessors they get an assignment from God to pray for a nation or a church or a person for a season or a lifetime now why is it significant that there's these different kind of intercessors because they are different and we don't always get along when people are different. So you can have a prayer meeting and you could have lots of people there that have a gift of praying, of interceding for the needs of God's people. And they can't agree on how they're supposed to pray. You've got one person who came with their list and said, we've got to go through this. All of these are very important. We must touch on them all. You've got another person who's saying, God is telling me that we need to pray for this now. This is important. This is what we need to pray for. And then you've got another person who has an assignment to pray for China and they say, we have to pray for China. This whole thing, two hours, let's pray for China now. But they are all important. And just as with the greater gifts, we need to be aware of the specialness of the gift that people have. Even inside them, we need to be aware of the differences in how we work it through. But people who pray, they have such a powerful impact. The intercessors, the one who pray for others, the one who spend the hours bringing up the needs of others, whether it's their list or whether they're in tune to the Holy Spirit and he says, now pray for this, this is important. Or whether they have an assignment, they make a difference. When I think of the, the intercessor who loves list, I think of my grandfather. He was by no means a perfect person. He was quite stubborn and I have at times wondered if naming my youngest after him was the best idea because he is my most stubborn child. But I have no doubt that he had the gift of intercession. As he was getting older, he was also quite deaf. And so if you stayed at his house, 
around his bedtime, you would generally hear him. And he would be kneeling next to his bed, and he would be going through his list of all the things he's praying for, he was praying for, all of the people, all of the needs that he had heard, he would go through the list, and you would hear him pray. And it was impactful to me, one, because it was inspiring, and also because it was this level of security to know no matter what happened in my life, if there was any need, if there was any need for prayer, call Grandpa. He's got it covered. He had his prayer meeting buddies. It would be covered in prayer. And there are people in our church, there are people in our lives who have this gift. And we need to be aware of it. So we need to ask them. And those of you that have the gift, you need to be aware that not all of us have it. But we love that you are with us. We need to get to the point where we are all seeking our gifts and moving in our gifts and celebrating the differences that we all have valuing the difference that we, differences that we all have. When Paul was talking about how we are a body, and he was using that illustration, he said, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And I would challenge you, I don't even want to say this week, but soon and forever, let's consider not just our own gifts, but the gifts that everyone else has been given and how together we are something magnificent. Together, God is moving through us and encouraging us and drawing us closer to him and drawing others closer to him. And the more we lean into this and the more we lean into the giftings, the different giftings that we all have, the more we will see God the more our communities will see God. Consider what you have not been valuing. The people and their perspectives and their gifts that maybe you have not been valuing. And ask God to show you how you can begin to elevate it to the level that you need to. How you can recognize each other for the gift that you have. And may we be the body that God has called us to be. Have a great week, everyone. We hope this message helped you to take the next step in your faith journey. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 11 a.m. You can find out more about us by going to mygrandvalley.ca.